welcome, welcome, welcome. If you guys are just tuning in, please share the message, invite somebody to watch and pass it on. That's the great thing about God's word. It doesn't have an expiration date on it. It's not like some milk or something's going to go bad. It's always in season. Amen. So uh, we're going to share a little bit. And I really believe that today's message, uh, the title tells pretty much tips my hand where we're going to go with this. Trials and triumphs. Anybody had any trials? <laughs> I thought so. Anybody had any triumphs? Well, if you're in the middle of a trial, let's keep pushing to the, to the triumph because we have victory in the name of Jesus, the name above all names. Amen. And I'm going to tell you what, we've got folks here that will be glad to tell you, and I'm going to do my best to tell you. But I want to jump on in a little bit today and just talk a little bit about some of the things I've been seeing over the last little bit. As a pastor, you have a lot of privileges to, to see a lot of cool things, and you have a lot of responsibility to be involved with things that will rip your heart out. In the last few weeks, I have done so many funerals that just really hurt my heart. We did a funeral here for a friend of mine's daughter that died unexpectedly, 31 years old. And you just never know when you're going to leave here. But what I say many, many times, you might not know when you're going, but you can know where you're going. And that's why we diligently preach the gospel, the life-changing message of Jesus Christ, so that we will know that we have a home in heaven. When we call upon the name of Jesus, when we put our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. Amen. So I, I pray that to lift those families up that we've been praying for. And I know that there's folks here going through difficult times. But I'm going to tell you what. Triumph's coming. Amen. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so I want to share a few things. And, and I always like to give you a little backstory of what I've been reading this week and, and sharing. And so the, the Lord, you know, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. I'm going to, I'm going to read this where we're going to get to, but I'm also going to unpack a few things. If you got your Bibles today, I always encourage you to bring your Bibles. But uh, if not, we got most of the stuff up on the, um, most of the scriptures uh, posted for you. This is where we're going to get to. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those who are, whose spirits are crushed. I don't know about you, but everybody's been through different things. And a lot of times we don't think it's a big deal until it's on our front porch. But when you sit with families day after day, week after week, you can't help if you've got, you got any type of compassion in your heart. Your heart aches when their heart aches. And I'd like to be able to say something to snap and make that pain go away. But that's not something I could do. But there is something each and every one of us can do. We can stand firmly on the promises of God. And we can point them to the hope that we have in Christ. And that's what I pray today. If you're in the middle of a, of a trial, listen to what, what the word of God says. If you're in a triumph, praise God. You know something I found out after 54 years on this, on this planet? I've never found a bad time to praise the Lord. Never been a bad time to praise the Lord. If it's bad, praise the Lord. If it's good, praise the Lord. If you've got to pay taxes, praise the Lord. If you get money back, praise the Lord. There's never a bad time. So think about that. There's never a time that we should be hesitant to praise the Lord. And so with that being said, we know that there's a, a several people throughout the Bible that took a lot of time to praise the Lord. And today we're going to focus on one of them here, David. Now, David wrote Psalm 34, and if you kind of take a look behind that, I did a lot of study on it this week, and I thought it was kind of cool. I'm going to give you the backstory, and then we'll read some. 
Now, how many know David was a king and David was a shepherd boy and David killed Goliath? He, he, his life went like this. Kind of like ours. Well, check this out. This song was written when, when David really pulled some stupid stunts. Now, I'm going to just go ahead and ask you, anybody else pull any stupid stunts? Okay. Just me. No, I'm just <laughs> We all have... have it. <laughs> Brides in the back going like this. That's me too, brother. I know it, man. But that, you know what? This gives us hope today. In the midst of our craziness, listen to this. Let me tell you a little about this backstory. Here's David. He's, he's killed Goliath. He's, he's been called to, to the palace with Saul. And he knows that he's going to be the king sometime, but there's still a process, isn't it? God's still churning and working things in his heart. Somebody say amen if God's still doing that in your life. And so what happens is at this time, three times already, Saul, who is the king, and, and, and David's going to take over one day, has tried to kill him three different times with a spear. I think after one time, I was like, I, I'm going to put in my resume somewhere else. How about y'all? Three different times tried to be shish kebab. So after this, David goes on the run. Now, sometimes when we go on the run, it might not be physically like this. It might be mentally or whatever. We go on the run. We just do some stupid stuff, right? Just saying. Preaching to me first. So David feels like he's left out. He has nowhere to run. So he's going to pile up with the enemies, the Philistines. Probably not a good plan, seeing how you killed Goliath, and that was all part of the same deal. So he takes off, and he goes into the Philistine camp. And he doesn't have anything or nothing. And he just, he goes to the temple. He goes into the temple. He, he, he eats some of the showbread. He's desperate, right? Matter of fact, I don't know what's going on in the boy's mind. He actually finds in this temple the sword that he used to cut off David's head. I mean, off uh, Goliath's head. He starts sporting that thing. So he comes out of there and he goes into Gath. That's where all this went down, if y'all remember the story. He goes in and he's walking and he's sporting and he's got this big old sword on his side. How many of you know sometimes people aren't ready to receive you with forgiveness? That's what happened. They go, that's that guy. That's the guy that killed our giant. Killed Goliath. He's strutting his stuff around there. All of a sudden they capture David, right? And they put him in shackles. They're going to take him before the king over there, Abimelech. And David does something that sounds crazy. He acts crazy. Y'all read the story before, probably. He starts slobbering and burping and acting crazy and scratching on the walls. He's like, man, maybe if I just act silly and crazy, they'll think I'm out there and they'll let me go. So he did. And they bring him before the king. And the king's looking at him, and he's drooling and slobbering and babbling. And looking around and go, who is this guy? I don't need any more weirdos. I'm going to give you the Buckrow translation. I don't need any more weirdos in here. What's going on, you know? What is this guy? He's a kook. Get him out of here. David comes out of there. And the first things on his lips are praises. Now, this is pretty cool. Many of y'all know that a psalm is really a psalm. And what they would do on putting some of these psalms together, you can't see it so much in, in the English, but, but in the Hebrew, they would call it an acrostic psalm. 
which means like if, you know, A would be this and B, you go, kind of like grace. A lot of times I'll say grace and I'll say, okay, God's riches at Christ's expense, kind of helping you remember things. So what they, he wrote this song in an acrostic Thanksgiving time, right, of God rescuing him and used all the Hebrew alphabet. And I didn't know this. They only got 22 letters in there. But if you look at that, they'll just start working it on through. I thought, man, that's really cool. But that's how they would put things together because they didn't have Miss Tanya to make copies. Badoomch. So that's a way they could turn around and remember things like that and pass it on and pass it on. So a lot of times when we just read things on the surface, we go, oh, that's kind of cool. That's nice. That's the backstory. Everybody in here has a backstory. But your backstory doesn't have to define your front story. So let's read a little bit and see what we can learn from that. Everybody doing good so far? Say amen. All right. Let's take a look here. You guys can follow along with me if you would. This is David and putting it together. He says, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let's just stop right there. If we would do that, wouldn't it be a whole different deal? We want to boast on me. We want to make it about us, don't we? He says, I'm going to make it about the Lord. Let's look at this. I will constantly speak his praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. It's going to encourage somebody today. Come let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow or shame will darken their face. In my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. I love this. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Now, there's a couple of other things I wanted to share with, with you guys here. David don't just say, take my word for it. He said, taste and see that. Try it out. Here's the challenge. Try Jesus. Try the Savior. And also, if you look at verse 7, I think this is really amazing. It says, for the angel of the Lord is a guard. That is the first time in Psalms, it's the first time in the scriptures that it even mentions that of angels being our guard. This is a psalm of thanksgiving. How many of you know that he was pretty thankful when he was rescued out? Of being right at the foot of the king. Let me tell you what. Sometimes we don't realize how close we are and how deep a trouble we are. And God pulls us out and rescues us. And this is something the Lord's just laying on my heart now. It may be the closed door to that job. It may be the open window to that relationship. Trust in God. Seek the Lord. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Everybody doing all right so far? All right. Well, as I start putting this together, I started thinking, let's, let's go through some stuff that we go through when we deal with different things in our life. And the first thing is what I saw a lot of in the last few weeks is brokenness. Last Saturday, not this Saturday, Saturday before I mentioned it to you, a friend of mine passed away. 54 years old. I mentioned this to some of y'all. And the mother was there. 
And with a 10-day period, that mother had lost another daughter. Before she could bury her first daughter, she was setting up a funeral for her second daughter. Let me tell you, friends, when you hear a broken heart of a mother, you will never forget what that sounds like. Amen? Amen. But there is hope because there is God. Amen? Let's take a look at this. I wanted to share with you when our life is shattered and things are broken, brokenness in our life, God has all the pieces to the puzzle. Somebody say amen. amen. Every piece that's broken, God can still work with it. I wrote something this week as I was working on a message that goes something like this. All those broken dreams, when you bring them to God, just gives some more pieces to work something even greater in your life. Because there will be a testimony at the end when God puts it all back together. It makes this amazing, amazing mosaic. Now, I'm sure there's people here today that might feel like they're in a broken stage. Hold on. I know there's people in here that's been broken before. That they've been wounded. That they've been sold out. They didn't see that coming. Many of us in our life, we say, I, 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 I didn't sign up for this. I thought it was going to be like A, B, C, D. I thought it was going to go down just like this, but, but it's not. What do we do? We take those broken pieces and we bring them to our Heavenly Father. See, this is what you got when you got Christ in your life. This is what you got when you put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. I'm talking to believers today. And if you've never done that, you can be a believer by putting your faith and trust in what Christ has done, the finished work of the cross. We can come boldly to the throne of grace because of his shed blood and him buying us out of our sin debt. We sinned against God. He said, all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. We, we transgressed his law. We can't be smart enough, pretty enough, give enough, all those different things. But we can come to Jesus and say, Lord... Please forgive me. He's in the restoration business, even in our brokenness. Amen. Everybody doing good? Let's keep on rolling. Whether it's big, small, or broken, God's more than enough, isn't he? He is more than enough. As we submit our lives to the Lord, he begins to assemble great things in our life, to work in that masterpiece in our life. One of my favorite verses is in Ephesians 2.10. It said, we are God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good works. A lot of people read that out of context and say, oh, i got to work my way to heaven. No, you don't need to add to the cross. You can't add to the cross, but you can come to the cross. Amen? And I believe right now there's people listening, whether they're listening right now or later on or somebody sitting in here, you're at a crossroad with brokenness. It might be your job. It might be a relationship. It might be a, a wayward child. It might be health issues. But let me tell you what. Be of good cheer. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Somebody say amen. I thought y'all would be all excited about hearing about Jesus up here. Look at this. God sees the likely and the most unlikely. Hey, I'm going to give you all a picture one. Y'all ready? You ready? Count to three. One, two, three. Most unlikely. Most unlikely. Because I would not pick me, baby. I'm going to tell you what. I get so excited to tell people about Jesus. And all my friends going, yeah, we know. Right? Man. When I see my old band members in here and I said, could you pray for us? And I was like, man, he's praying it down in here today. Whew. I see my old motorcycle riding partners. They say, how can I serve? How can I serve? What, what do you need? What's going on? Man, I see God moving. I see God working. 
Somebody got to praise the Lord today, right? It said, always be ready to give praise. I'm giving you praise, Lord. He sees the likely and the most unlikely. When that door shuts, the window opens, God's got a blessing coming. I'm not making light of anybody going through a difficult time. I'm telling you, we ain't got to stay there. Amen. Taste the see that the Lord is good. Let's keep on rolling. I love this. He knows where every piece fits. You know what I've tried to do with my life? I take the broken pieces and I try to sand them, buff them out, fix it myself. Anybody, anybody else try to fix it yourself? All right, everybody hands it down. I'm going to pray for you right now. Because you know you try to fix it yourself, right? <laughs> we do. But you know what? What did I say earlier? There's never a bad time to praise the Lord. There's never a bad time to pray to the Lord. Never a bad time. Do you ever try to fix all the little stuff and just go to God with the big stuff? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. God's involved in every aspect of our life. And he says, bring them to me. He knows where every piece fits. Let's keep on rolling. Each piece builds us stronger in the Lord. I love that. When you're going through a situation and you say, I don't know how this is going to work out. God said, I do. Trust me. Man, I don't know how we're going to make the rent. I do. Trust me. I don't know how I'm going to get out of this hospital bed. I don't know how I'm going to walk again. God said, I know how you're going to trust me. And look, sometimes it doesn't look like the way we think it should. Does that mean it's any less God? Absolutely not. It just means this. God is working it on his time frame. He's working all things together for the good. You might be on a job that you don't like. And you say, how much longer? And the Lord said, I'm still teaching you something. You might be in a relationship and you say, man, I don't know if I go forward or go back. And the Lord says, just hold close, hold tight. It could be all types of things, but I'm going to tell you what. You're going to hear this over and over. Taste and see that the Lord is good. He is faithful. Let's keep on rolling. I love this here. He lovingly attaches us to the next piece of the puzzle at the perfect time. I could just preach on that the rest of the day. Has God ever put somebody in your life that you hadn't seen for years at the right time when they needed you and you needed them? He has in my life and I'm grateful. Isn't it amazing how it comes around? Comes around. You might not even think about it sometimes. And the next thing you know, somebody calls you or sees you and you pull together. I'll tell you this. I said it many times. I might have said it last week for you guys that have not seen this or heard this. Had a buddy of mine call me one time going through some stuff. And he had talked to everybody. He had talked to everybody about what was going on in his life and everything else. And he got broken. And he said, dude, look, don't tell me what I want to hear tell me what I need to know wow that my friend is a heart that's ready to receive what God's got from now that's what brokenness does it's not fun but many times it's necessary but just as we see God knows where all the pieces of the puzzle are he, he sees the, the, the likely and the unlikely and he lovingly attaches us back together so that he can build on us so if you're feeling broken today, know that it doesn't end there. Know that God's in control and God 
and still moving. Somebody say amen. Let's keep on rolling. Well, you know what follows brokenness that I've seen? I'm just walking through my life. I'm walking through the psalm. I, I see a lot of times with brokenness is loneliness. See, when you're broken and you feel, man, what's going on? You feel like you're the only one that's going through this. Have you ever felt like this? Nobody understands. Or, which probably is worse, when somebody comes to you and says, I know exactly how you feel, and you know they don't. Right? <laughs> yeah. I will give you a tip of ministry. Don't tell them you know exactly how they feel if you don't know how they feel. You say, I'm so sorry. How can I pray for you? We don't have to stay here. You're not alone. And I keep pointing them back to being centered on Christ. I'm preaching to me. Man, when we see the love that he has for us, we're inspired. How many people are inspired by the love of God that he's got for you? Because I'm telling you what, I wouldn't pick me. Would you pick you? Some people say, oh, yes, I would pick me. Well, guess what? God's going to do some more work there. <laughs> right? Humble is good. Right? Man, oh, man. When you turn around and say, man, is my life centered on Christ? That's a daily adjustment. That's an hourly adjustment, isn't it, sometimes? But we keep striving, and we keep looking, and we keep leaning, and we keep trusting. Amen? You know why? He wants you to see his love for you. Some of y'all heard this. Some of you hadn't. When, when I was going through a divorce and all that, and I'd come home, and that's when answering machines, you know, you remember we had an answering machine looked like something that went on a space shuttle about this big? And you come home, and if the light was blinking, you say, oh, yeah, somebody cares, boy. Hit that. The, <laughs> and then it goes, uh, the uh, warranty on your car is expired. <laughs> it's a 94. I don't think it's been out a long time. And I used to come home, work at two jobs, feed my dogs, and look at that non-blinking light. And I would say out loud, nobody called, nobody cares. And I'd go write my bills, and I would eat my, my sandwich at 9 o'clock, and I was just feeling so sorry for my little chunky self. <laughs> yeah. And God said, give me all the pieces, fat boy. And I said, no, I got to I gonna keep all the pieces because I had a little pity party. Go to pet my dog, yeah, yeah. Y'all ain't never done that, have you? Little pity party every now and then. Gonna pray for everybody today. Let's keep on going. I think I'll go on to the next one then. I'm out here crying and y'all out there laughing. Yeah, that poor pastor, buddy. <laughs> Jesus restores the broken. Are you allowing them to restore? See, I, I remember this. You, you ever had your kids, you try to help them fix something when they're little and they won't give you all the pieces? And you put it back together and it looks like this? And they go, Daddy's still broken. Well, you didn't give me all the pieces, right? Because they're still holding a few. They're still holding on to a few things. Bring it on in. Bring it in. And work with those things. God wants all of you. He wants all of us. He wants the good parts, the bad parts, the broken parts, the lonely parts, the arrogant parts, the proud parts, the humble parts. And he can mold us to what he has for us. 
And here's the goal in case you haven't, you know, we like to know where you're going. He's to mold us more into the image of Jesus. Somebody say amen. amen. Sometimes that molding process, whoo, it'll work on you, won't it? But I want you to hear this. You're still valued even when you failed. I look through my life and I look at different things. You ever been fired from a job? I have. Ever had some broken uh, relationships? I have. Ever done anything stupid? I still do. Come here. Amen, Pastor Buddy. I'm right there with you. <laughs> it's so true. But God finally penetrated my heart in this. That he restores the broken. That he still values me. My failure is just another opportunity for God's greatness to move me forward in the things of God. You can write that down if you want to. But I'm going to tell you right there, that will preach. Because a lot of times we get all geared up. Oh, Lord can't use me. The very thing that happens in your life, the very bad decision that you make many times is the very thing that God will use as a platform to win somebody to Jesus. The very thing. You know what I like about, about this? Well, I just like everything about ministry, really. Did a couple years of street ministry. Did some jail ministry. All different odds and ends. How many know sometimes when you do ministry, God will let you go places that ain't comfortable? That's good, isn't it? Because then you'll grow. We've been to different places. And Miss Tanya and Tim's been with me a long time. I remember riding home from one of the, the ministry things we went, and we went to um, uh, detention home. And you see young folks in there and locked in solitary confinement and everything else like that. And, and Miss Tyler, she's pretty tough. she got a big heart and everything else. Let me give you a picture of what I saw on the way home. I ain't picking, I'm just saying. It broke her heart. It should break her heart. She's like, I don't know how much more I can go on these things. So we went back. <laughs> And God used her in a mighty way. Uses others in a mighty way. I remember that night. That particular night. There was a guy that when, when he left the juvenile place, they were going to move him to the big house and spend the rest of his time there. Because happy birthday, you're 18, you're going to, to the big jail now. And I said, man, look, I'm going to pray for you. And I told him about Jesus and he gave his life to Jesus. And, and he said, I appreciate what you've done for me. Two years later, I get a phone call. Mr. Buddy, hello? I don't know if you remember me or not, but one night when I was locked up, you and your friend with the red hair, that's usually what they say, <laughs> played music and you talked about the Lord and I prayed with you. And it changed my life. And yes, I had to go on over to the big house. But God protected me, and God changed my life, and I'm here to tell you today, thank you. Wow! Man! See, we didn't see that on the front end. We're driving home going, man, this is heavy. You are still valued, even when you fail. Do you know the impact that guy's got on people's lives now? Come on! 
He's been through some stuff. See, he's, he can tell you, I've been through this. I'm not there anymore. Let me tell you, I'm still being used. I'm still being worked on. So if, if whether you've been to jail, whether you've been late for school, late for supper, I don't know whatever the deal is or whatever, God can, God will, God is able to use you. Somebody say amen. Whew, let's come on and get it with it. Yeah, let's do it. The message of the cross is this. Jesus died so you can live. I tell you what I see in believers, this is crazy. People receive Jesus and they still at the funeral. They're still, at, they're still at the foot of the cross and that's a good place to start. But guess what? On Sunday, he rose. The third day, he ain't there no more. That angel didn't roll that stone away so Jesus could get out. He rolled that stone away so me and you and everybody else have the privilege to see it and say, he ain't there. He's gone. And with him being gone, sitting on the right-hand side of God, guess what that means for us? Guess what? We can come boldly to the throne of grace. We put our faith and trust in what Jesus did. Man, I tell you what. You get people sometimes you witness it. So you think you're going to, you think you're going to heaven? I go, yeah, I do. Oh, yeah, you do? See, because the only bragging I'm going to do, is just like we read, is in Jesus. Oh, you think you're going to heaven, right? Why do you know? I said, because I know Jesus. I don't know about Jesus. I, don't, I, I, I didn't just hear about Jesus. I received Jesus. Have you received Jesus? Have y'all received Jesus? It's on the table. Don't say, well, oh, you, you think you're going to heaven because you're a preacher. No. Matter of fact, as a preacher, I'm going to have a little bit harder line. Not to get in. I'm not saying that. But I'm gonna, it's, it's strict. The Lord has entrusted me with his word. I want to make sure it's right. Because I'm going to be responsible. When I tell you there's only one way to heaven, guess what? It's the truth. There's one way to heaven. Guess what? When, when, when I'm doing a funeral and everything else, I tell Brian, I said, click the door. We're going to tell him about Jesus before they go if we have to. You know, whatever. I, I want to make sure. Today, if you listen, I'm going to tell you about Jesus. That's the deal. I'm responsible for that. But even more than that, I don't want nobody to go to hell. How about you? It ain't for a day. It ain't for a month. It ain't for 10 years. It's for eternity. But you don't have to go because Jesus died for your sin. Amen. And Jesus rose and Jesus is sitting by the right hand side of God. Somebody will say amen. And let me tell you something else. God loves you even in your messed up state. That's the gospel. That's the good news. Anybody feeling lonely anymore? Scoot in a little closer. We got room. Hug somebody. He is a restorer. He's in the restoration business, boy. I don't know why I just popped in my mind. How many people ever watched the Brady Bunch? It just popped right in my mind. And you know what I'm going to tell you that scene, right? They're up there and they're playing basketball. Mom always said, don't play ball in the house. Boom, breaks the vase. And they glue it all together. Then Alice comes along and starts watering stuff. And it starts leaking. Let me help you with that. That is not how Jesus restores. He makes it all new. He tells us in his word, he said, hey, look. Whew. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. He didn't do a patch job. He didn't do a paint job. He did a restoration job on us. Somebody say amen. So you know what? We can be of good cheer and courage. When you think about this, 
If you look at the Greek word translated that, it actually means boldness and confidence. It doesn't say arrogance. Are you bold in the Lord? I pray that you are. We should be. What's the whole thing? Who's your daddy? God. That's my new DNA. That's my new DNA. How about y'all? Now, I love my pops here on the earth, and he's a great guy, but he can't get me to heaven. I'm a dad. I can't get my boys to heaven, but I'm going to point to how they can get there. We're a signpost for Jesus. How's your sign look? Here's your sign, right? Look at this, restoration. God himself, his nature, his perfect plan, it's all working to unfold, to restore us in him. That's good news, isn't it? Man, when I think about some of the places that I've been and some of the things that I've done, I think, man. And as I got older in some of the places I've been and everything else, I am a bigger target for people to shoot. And I've been in some bad places. Don't turn sideways. They got a good shot at you, right? Y'all ain't never been to those places, all right? Two people, because I know y'all was with me. <laughs> I ain't looking nowhere. I'm looking straight ahead, right? But God himself and his nature and his perfect plan restores. God will take you where you are. Look at this. God protects and guides. Have you seen God protecting you in your life? Have you seen God guiding you in your life? Now, that doesn't mean you're never going to have bad things happen to you. He says that the, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. There's different things that happen along the way. But I'm going to tell you what. If we give them back to God, he could take them and make them so much more. It could become a platform. My buddy's walking and standing today. He got a platform, don't he? We've been saved by grace. We got a platform. We've been set in the family of God. We got a platform. We've been forgiven. We've got a platform. We know Jesus. We got a platform. We got a song on our heart. He said, taste to see that the Lord is good. We ought to be telling everybody what's on the menu. Jesus. Grace. Fill in the blank, man. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Man, that's the fingerprints of God, man. That's good stuff. How is God using your life to make a difference in your world? Your circle of impact. How's he doing that? Look at this. I'll give you some encouragement with this. Philippians 1.6. I'm sure of this. He who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ. Till Jesus comes back. I want you to think about that. Paul says this, I'm sure that he ain't leaving me. Now how many know that Paul had seen God do some mighty things? You say, well that's good, but that's Paul. I don't know if he'll do it in my life. He said, he's not a respecter of a person. He'll do it in your life. He might do it different in your life. Matter of fact, he probably will do it different in your life. Paul had a little something to say about it. Wasn't Paul before his name became Paul? Wasn't his name Saul? Wasn't that? It wasn't, he's the, same, he's the same one that gave the command to go ahead and kill Christians and drag them out and, and have them whipped and beaten and everything else. Wasn't he the one that said, hey, I'll hold your coat while you stone Stephen? Wasn't that the same guy? But the Lord got a hold of his heart and restored him. If God could use that man, just think what he'd do in your life. If you sold out for Jesus, I'm sure he's going to finish it. I don't know when I'm going to leave here, but I'm going to tell you what, when I go home, I'm doing this. Still pointing to Jesus. 
That's my deal. I want to leave a legacy. Man, that guy talked a lot. What did he say? Jesus saves. Man, that guy got excited about Jesus. He acted like he knew him. He did. Boy, that guy messed up a lot of things in his life. Guess what? He's forgiven. Man. I say this a lot of times. Me and Miles talk about it. The Lord gave this to me a long time ago. Miles said, what do you say? What do you say? I said, why is it when we get our hand caught in the cookie jar, right, we want grace. But if it's somebody else's hand in our cookie jar, we want their arm. Isn't that amazing? It's true, ain't it? I cannot believe they did that. I can't believe. Oh, my goodness. Oh, boy, I tell you what. I can't believe it. Next thing you know, whoo, can I have a little grace, please? Wow. It's, it's amazing, boy. We see it one-sided, don't we? Man. You know how God sees it? For a believer, he sees it through the shed blood of the cross. He sees you white as snow. He sees you separated as far as the east is from the west, buried in the sea of forgetfulness. He says, they're mine. Now, I'm going to tell you what, I'm thankful for my new knees. But I'm going to tell you what, I don't know exactly how it's going to be, but it might look like this when I get to heaven. Y'all ready? I'm going to the throne, baby. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Who? Probably to pray for somebody. Get up. Mm, I gotta get up. No. <laughs> Sorry about that, Grandma. <laughs> I still love you. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you what. My heart is set on seeing the face of the Lord. And the reason I know that I will see the face of the Lord because the Word of the Lord has promised me, as a child of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Woo! Come on, somebody, man. That's amazing. So that takes the pressure off us. Does that mean live any way you want? Absolutely not. Lord, help cultivate things in our life so I look more like Jesus. How about that? There are some days, you might get a glimpse of them. There are some days you say, I don't even know what. Right? Just being honest. But thank you, Lord, that you restored us. Look at this. Psalm 34, 17 and 18. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the broken heart. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Man, I'm going to tell you something. I have not experienced the magnitude of hurt that many people that I see from this room to that room have. And I am sorry that you have done that, went through that. But I've seen people from this wall to this wall that have went through that and cried out to Jesus. And God has shown up. And God lifts them up. And God restores them. And it'll do the same for you. Does that mean they didn't feel the sting? Oh, they felt the sting. Does that mean that, they didn't, that, that their life was all put back together just the way they wanted? No. But I'll tell you what it does mean. They ain't hanging. That's what he used to say. Don't leave me hanging, bro. You remember that? Don't leave me hanging. God will not leave you hanging. God will not leave you alone. God is going to finish what he's, he started. In. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. And this is, this is what I point to when we're going through some different things. This is what I have to seal in my heart when I'm going through some things because I'm going, Lord, I didn't sign up for this. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be real transparent. I, I do a lot of funerals. 
I don't like doing funerals. I really don't. But I promise the Lord, Lord, if I have a platform to share your word, please help me to stand firm on my promise to you. Because after a while, your heart gets caught up in it. Your heart gets caught up in it. Right? And the Lord told me just the last couple of weeks, I just need you to point to me. I just need you to tell them about me. Can you do that? Yes, Lord. But Lord, I'm tired. I'll restore you. But Lord, my heart's broken. This is, this is the 11th funeral in, in, in 10 months. Lord, it's, it's getting these people. I love these people. I know these people. Lord, can, can, can somebody else do this one? They can, but I chose you. That'll get you up off your knees, won't it? Just being honest with you. Because, see, this way a lot of times people just say, yeah, man, woo, smiling face. Man, I'm dealing with stuff just like you guys are. I'm dealing with that. I'm dealing with all those different things. My washing machine broke too. You know what I'm saying? Whew. But it was a blessing in that. We got a new machine and clean clothes. It was getting bad in my house. I was down to my skinny jeans. I was going to have to come in here like this. I like to bow down and pray, but I can't. I'll black out. <laughs> but the Lord rescued us. <laughs> I'm going to praise him on anything and everything, man. You know, we laugh and everything like that, but I'm, I'm telling you, I ain't never been so happy to get, I, you know, I was happy to get my uh, washing machine fixed because I did three loads myself. And Denise was happy. I, I said, she better not say anything the way I fold these. <laughs> I'm trying, baby, I'm trying. <laughs> but you know what? Sometimes I think it's good to be able to laugh at ourselves. Sometimes I think it's good to cry out to the Lord because God works in that. And sometimes I think it's good to just love on people where they are. I found this out. Sometimes people don't need to hear as much as they might want to see. Let me explain that. Can you just sit with me for a minute? I'm going to share one story. Many of y'all know this. A friend of mine, Daryl Brown. I need to call that brother. A friend of mine, Daryl. Big guy. Got to the last stop. This is years ago for the Redskins training camp. Down to the last deal. And they knocked on his door. And they came back. And they said they want to see you. And said, hey, man, we're gonna, we got to cut you loose. You didn't cut it. And he went home, and he sat on his porch his whole life. He's raised with a single mom. I'm going to get you out, mama. I'm going to do it. Broken. Dream done, gone, sitting there going, I put all my eggs in one basket. I don't know what I'm going to do. What am I going to do? And his uncle come by, and his uncle was a truck driver, and he said, hey, boy, why don't you ride with me? I ain't got nothing else going on. And he got in that truck and he rode to California. And back in that day, I guess uncle let you drive a little bit. And he got the bug driving a truck. And he continued to drive a truck and he came back and he got a CDL and all this stuff. And he started running these, these, these cryogenic trucks and all this stuff. And he started coming out to where I work and me and Daryl would start talking. 
And Daryl is an amazing guy because he used to coach football and do all this stuff. And he could, he's one of these guys who said, look, now I'm going to tell you what now. I want you to take off running and go through that wall because I know you can do it. And you go, I can do it. Just, he just had one of those personalities. Man, you can do it. Safe guy. The stuff that we work with, Miles and Mike and so many other, Brian, we work with a lot of stuff that's very dangerous. And we were driving. And one of the other truck drivers called me. I said, buddy, Daryl had an accident. I said, an accident? Like he, he ran into somebody. He said, no, man. There was an explosion. They don't know if he's going to live or die, man. They're nightingaling him out from Franklin to Norfolk. I just thought you want to know. I said, I told Denise, I turned around. I got, I got to go. I got to go. And I get there. And my big muscle-bound buddy is beat up. This thing exploded. Back of his truck exploded. It would have killed anybody else if they weren't that size. And blew half his hand off. I think he ended up with 34 surgeries or more, maybe now. He was blind in one eye. All this stuff, he was burned up. And he heard me in the hallway. I said, where is he? They finally let me go to get up in the critical area and everything else. I never met his mama before, but I felt like I knew her. I never met his girlfriend before, but I felt like I knew her. But when I got there, he said, he's been calling for you. And my buddy could not see me. And he said, buddy, just come sit with me. Just come and stay with me. Just come and talk with me. When I read that right there, sometimes people don't need to hear everything. They just need to know that you're there. That showed me so much. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth I went. And I remember talking to his sisters and stuff, and they said, they don't know if they could save his hand. I said, oh, wait, 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 wait a minute. What are you talking about? Well, they could do all this stuff, I said. And, and they were talking to my buddy, but he was medicated. And he's like, just do what you got to do. And I was like, Lord. And I was like, please, please pray about this. Please pray about this. Please pray about this. And they did. And they decided not to take his hand. End up just losing a couple fingers here. And they put a prosthetic on there. Man, I'm so thankful. He told me, thank you for standing in the gap. Now, that ain't me. That's God. I just knew that that just didn't set with my spirit. I was like, oh, we're, we're rushing. We're moving, we're moving too fast. We need to be praying about this thing. I mean, it, that's their family. Who am I to say? But I, but I was like, I'm, I'm going to stand in the gap here. What, what's, what's going on? Let me tell you, I know what was tough on that boy. A couple of years ago, he came and spoke. I need to get him to come back and share again where he's at now. God brought him all through that. The reason I share that is this. There's people hurting physically. There's people hurting financially. There's people hurting emotionally. And if you want to minister to them, sometimes it's just being. Being what? Being a mirror of Christ. 
being available. I can tell you one thing I've learned this. They don't need the woulda, shoulda, couldas. Well, if that was me and you shoulda done, they just need somebody that they can hold on to and say, man, buddy, just sit with me, man. Just sit with me. And I sat in that hospital for hours and him holding my arm so that the mama could take a break, so that the girlfriend could just come up for air, so that the sister could check on the kids. Just being there. I'm just going to throw this out here. It didn't matter that my skin color was different than his. I never heard his mama argue about that. I never heard his sister say a problem about that. It sure didn't matter to me. I just want to throw that out there because it was a heart condition for my friend. All that other stuff is man-made stuff. Today, realize this. God is in the restoration business. God is for you. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Let us pray. Father, I thank you today for how you're going before us. And Father, I thank you today that there's many here that have come to the saving knowledge of your son, Jesus. But Father, if there's one here today that does not know you as Lord and Savior, I pray that today is the day that they make it real. I'm not talking about joining church. I'm not talking about putting money in the, in the basket. I'm not talking about any of those things. I'm not even talking about mumbling a prayer. I'm talking about this. Coming to the end of yourself and coming to the feet of Jesus and saying, Lord, I need you. Lord, I know there's sin in my life. Lord, forgive me. Today, Lord, I confess with my mouth, Lord Jesus. I believe you're the Son of God. Lord, Save me today. I'm trusting in you and you only. If that's you today, tell somebody. Pray that with me if that's your prayer. Not mumbling words. A heart that knows that you and me and everybody that's born on this planet outside of Jesus have transgressed the law of the Lord. But the great news is Jesus fulfilled the law so that we can come to him. Friends, I've said this the last few weeks, you do not default to heaven. You default to hell. You can make the difference today by choosing life in Christ. Don't leave here today without receiving the Lord. Lord, come into my life. Forgive me. Lord, your word says that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. It's through the shed blood of the cross. You paid that fine and full it took your life being laid down for my life to live and so today lord i realize that you're sitting on the right hand side of god and i put my total faith in the death burial, and resurrection of jesus christ no more i come to you by faith today lord asking you to come into my life and forgive me and everybody said Amen. Friends, if you're listening, I ask you to share the message. If there's any questions, drop us a line. We love you. We'll see you. Have a blessed day. Share the message. Bye-bye.